Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Jumpstart podcast. My name is Jagriti and I'm a fourth year PhD student in Communication and Electronics Engineering. For understanding today's topic properly, we have to go back in time. Are you ready? Let's go. Imagine we are in 1920s. I feel like eating something, so I go into the kitchen to cook some eggs. I put a pan on the stove and put some oil in it. Just as I'm about to put my eggs into the pan, suddenly the doorbell rings. There's someone at the door. In my hurry to get to the door, I left my stuff on with an empty pan on top. I know, silly me. Now, when I come back, 10 minutes later, half of my house is under smoke. If only I had an indication of the smoke a little earlier, could have saved myself a lot of trouble. Flash forward to now, 2021. Imagine the same scenario, only now I have a smoke detector installed in my kitchen. So when the smoke starts rising and hits the ceiling, it goes off, which alerts me, and I quickly run to the kitchen and turn the stuff off. Wow, so helpful, isn't it? These smoke detectors are nothing but a type of sensor that detects the smoke and turns it into an alarm sound. A sensor is a device or a system that senses or detects changes in its environment. We are surrounded with sensors. In fact, us humans also interact with outside world using our five senses. Eyes, ears, touch, taste and smell. So they are kind of natural sensors. All the advancements made in the field of technology over the past hundred years or so involve the use of sensors in some shape or form. For example, an airplane, such an important machine to get us from one place to another, has more than 30 sensors fitted into its engine to continuously monitor how it's doing. The handy little smartphones that we are also addicted to have global positioning system or GPS sensors, among many others. These GPS sensors lets you know the location of that place you wanted to visit or to know how far are you from the friend you're going to meet. It's hard to imagine life without these little devices as they are an integral part of monitoring systems of so many modern day machines. We've all seen a smartwatch, haven't we? Did you know how many sensors are fitted inside one? Almost 16. I know, so many. These sensors collect data such as movement, sleep, heart rate, etc. that lets us optimize our health. Usually, the sensors used for monitoring health are referred to as biosensors. Discovered in the year 1962, these devices have become essential part in this day and age. A typical biosensor has three main components, which include a recognition element, a signal generator, and a reader instrument. A recognition element is a biological molecule such as an antibody, enzyme or an aptamer which can bind to a specific disease biomarker. By definition, a biomarker is a molecule, gene or characteristic by which a specific pathological or physiological condition can be identified. For instance, glucose is a biomarker for diabetes. Noticed how I use the word specific? That's because these recognition elements only bind to this biomarker of interest, just like a lock and key system. This is why biosensors are excellent tools for disease diagnosis. The other two components are pretty much self-explanatory. A signal generator converts the biological interaction between the biomarker and the sensor into an electric signal, which can then be converted into a user-readable output. 
Biosensors are used to create something called a point-of-care device, which are rapid, small and cost-effective technologies that are delivered to the patients at the time of care. These are portable and can be employed for bedside testing of diseases. They provide rapid diagnostics by using a single drop of patient sample. Hence, I prefer to use the term drop sensing for them. Point-of-care devices are excellent candidates for democratizing healthcare to all, particularly low-income countries, which lack sophisticated instrumentation and proper healthcare personnel. This past year, we've all realized how timely detection and intervention can make a huge difference in survival rates of individuals. The famous rapid antigen test for COVID-19 is a biosensor. It detects the presence of a target substance, proteins produced by the coronavirus, in a sample which is collected from the swabs without the need of any specialized and costly equipment. It's quite different from a PCR test for which you have to visit a hospital and the results may take up to a day or two. The antigen test can be taken from the comfort of your home and provides result within 30 minutes. These tests are extremely simple and each one of us can perform them and understand the results without the requirement of a doctor. This can be particularly useful for the recognition of diseases such as malaria, AIDS, etc. or chronic ailments such as Alzheimer's disease that have huge socioeconomic impact but not proper monitoring. Now, we have a guest here in our studio who also happens to be a researcher. Hi Manny, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great and thank you for inviting me to the podcast. You're very welcome. So, uh, you must be knowing that today we are talking about all things biosensors and sensors, of course. Um, so, what do you think about sensors? Well, I think any device which gives a recognizable response to your stimulus is called a sensor. Exactly. Uh, do you know how many sensors are there in your house? Well, I think there are plenty. To start with a simple one, we have an infrared sensor in our TVs to turn it on and off. And let's say there are a few sensors in my Google Home. Wow. All right. So what do you think is the future of healthcare because of all these new biosensing technologies that are coming up? I think the future of healthcare is pretty bright. Uh, I think we can do better in detection of fatal diseases such as cancer or tumors. And also, I have utopian ideas such as sensors being embedded all over our body and being able to detect what sort of mood we are in or, let's say, help us in meditation or uh, detect hunger and order food from my favorite restaurant maybe someday. Wow, that sounds so great. Actually, we've started going down that road and a lot of research is coming up about uh, sensors that can be embedded uh, into your body or the one that can be used as a patch on your body. It'll be interesting to see where, where sensors are headed in the future. Anyways, uh, have you used any biosensor recently? Well, I think the one which we had in the antigen test was a biosensor, wasn't it? It is, and we discussed about that in today's podcast as well. Well, I must add on to that. I have seen many other sensors come into use in healthcare, such as my dad uses one to measure his blood sugar for diabetes. Yes, uh, the one that they use for diabetes uses glucose as a biomarker to test your blood sugar levels. Uh, interesting. It's time for us to ask you, the audience, how many sensors do you think are there in your house? And what do you think the future of healthcare looks like? Head over to our Facebook page and join this discussion. 
Next episode, we'll focus on the application of biosensors in a little bit more detail. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart podcast. And this is me, Tugwiti, signing off. Keep learning and stay curious.